From an outside perspective, restaurants are the perfect getaway. Great food, inviting atmosphere, comforting environment. It's an all-around fantastic time for friends and family alike. Though it can be beautiful and enriching from the inside perspective, as a guest, one doesn't see the hardships and stressors of creating a wonderful experience. Every restaurateur goes through struggles and challenges that could make or break them. This podcast aims to explore that, pulling back the curtain and understanding what it's truly like to run these establishments as told by those who do it. I'm Justin Warner, and you're listening to Resto Talk, a podcast brought to you by Touch Bistro. Who are you and what are you doing here? Hello, my name is Peter McQuaid, and I'm the executive chef here at Kala Scottsdale. Scottsdale, huh? When I think of Scottsdale, I think of one man and one man only. You know who that man is? Bo McMillan. Bo McMillan, (laughs) indeed. The Bo Mac himself. I've worked for that guy for eight years, and I'm here at Kala with him. Oh, amazing. Well, could you, before we dive into you, could you talk just a brief moment about our mutual friend, Bo Mac? Yeah, of course. Dude, I met Bomac when I started getting into cooking in high school. And I was like reading up on this, this cool chef in Arizona, obviously had his Food Network preference and was a big deal around town. So I messaged him on Facebook, maybe like 40, 50, 60 times until he answered me. And he finally was like, hey, come on down to Sanctuary and uh, you can stodge for a night. You know, So I stodged there. I was probably a junior in high school. And then started working for him and then the the rest is history but i love that love that man so for those who don't know what is a stage so a stage is where you basically work for you know free of charge for a night and just to see if you like the restaurant and they kind of have you do some you know some prep work or kind of helping around the kitchen just to see the team and i fell in love with the kitchen at sanctuary and then you know rose through the ranks to be his to be his sous chef there wow so you've had kind of a meteoric career man how old are you I'm 24 years old. Wow. So you've spent almost more than half your life in a kitchen already. Exactly. Exactly. And I loved every minute of it. What was the draw to working alongside a celebrity chef, especially at such a young age? Yeah. You know, I was never really good in high school, to be honest. And I always loved being in the kitchen with my family during holidays. You know, I always loved just pleasing people. And, you know, when I make, when I, when I used to make a dish and even now, and seeing somebody sit down and enjoy it in a restaurant, that's what I get the most pleasure out of. And I was just drawn to that aspect of the hospitality industry. I loved all the pressure, all the heat in the kitchen. I loved the busy night service and how rewarding that felt when you finish strong. Bo kind of took me under his wing at Sanctuary at a very young age. And, you know, it's ended up paying off in the end. And I couldn't be more thankful and happy about it. So I'm just going to preface my relationship with Bo Mac. Yeah. Bo and I did culinary battle with each of our mothers. Yeah. As in Bo and his mom teamed up against my mom (laughs) and myself. And it was from Mother's Day Challenge on a TV show called Guy's Grocery Games. That is awesome. So I've met Bo's mom. And uh, I don't know where Bo and I first met. He might have actually been one of the judges on my season of Food Network Star. I'm almost 90% sure of that. And... We have always been kindred spirits, and I think it is because we are both bon vivants, and we like the good things in life, no matter what life hands us. Yeah. I have a lot of stories that I could tell about Bo that (laughs) I don't think Bo would be too happy about me telling. Maybe we should keep those quiet. (laughs) It's true. It's true. But one of my favorite moments 
Bo and I were going head to head against something else. Oh my gosh, it was a vegetarian challenge. Oh, geez. And so it was myself, two people who actually cook vegetarian regularly, and Bo Mac. <laughs> and Bo and I were like in the green room, like, why are we here, dude? Like, we're meatheads, you know? Like, yeah. Bo's like trying to figure out if he can in- inject meat into a Bucatini center, you know? Like, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And so somehow Bo and I ended up tying for the win and splitting the cash. And Bo like picked me up with joy and practically like launched me into the set lighting <laughs> because he was so happy about it. So anyway, he's a jolly, jolly fellow. Do you have any fun anecdotes? Because it's impossible to not have fun with Bo. That's true. I mean, every, every day with Bo Matt is a fun day. You know, I, I work with him on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, couldn't ask for a better, um, you know, mentor and is going through this step in my career. And, you know, he's just a, an amazing and, you know, above life human being and um, trying to think of a good story I can voice. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem, ain't it? Hard part. That's the hard part. Uh, but I've had many, uh, you know, many, just like, just like you and him said, I, I love the, I love the good things in life and I love drinking nice wine and eating good food. And it's always a, a good time with BOMAC when you, when you get there. For me, I think that might actually be one of the biggest draws. You know, I, I love, I went to a wedding yesterday, two days ago, and yeah. my entire team was there. Even people that I hadn't seen for a little bit. Yeah. And to me, when everybody sat down and we all occupied a giant table and we were all there at the giant table as a team, having fun, laughing and gassing, being off the clock, it almost felt better than the, the usual making guests and customers light up with happiness because we all had an opportunity to be happy. And I could kind of take a minute to look around and realize like, oh, we're all people who thrive off making other people happy. And now we have an opportunity to make ourselves happy. Yeah. And I think Bo is such a, a good cheerleader of that. Do you think you, you have embodied some of that as well? A hundred percent. I mean, one of the biggest things I've learned from BOMAC is just how to treat your staff and how to treat your team with respect. And you don't mess with anyone. You treat everyone fairly. You be respectful to your team and you grow an amazing culture. And that's one of the, I think, one of the greatest things, you know, he's instilled with me that I carry everywhere. You know, I always pride myself on, on the culture in my kitchen. I have great rapport with my staff. I'm always there for them, whether it's work-related, not related. Like you just said, I love taking staff out to celebrate. When we're not working to celebrate all our successes. And I think that's one of the a, a huge thing with him that I saw and was a part of at Sanctuary as a cook. But now I'm on the flip side of it, which is cool, instilling that you know in my team here. How and when did you know that this was the right path for you? And, and do you know that it is the right path for you? Yeah, you know, I've never looked back and I've always been straightforward and off to the races. And I feel like I haven't slowed down, you know, ever since day one working in a kitchen. And, you know, there's nothing else I, I would rather be doing. You know, my career's shifted a lot kind of throughout the years, you know, going from a cook to a sous chef to now running an entire kitchen and actually opening the restaurant um, and seeing it all come into fruition. And it's just every aspect of, you know, this hospitality and culinary realm. I just, I love, and I can't get enough of it. I, I know the feeling. What was it like being in high school working for celebrity chefs? Because it's not just Chef Bo that you've worked for, correct? 
Uh, no, I worked for a chef here in Arizona. My first job was actually with a chef named Chef Silvana, who's a very prominent chef here in Arizona who owns the Barrio Cafe, you know, great restaurant in downtown Phoenix. Um, then I worked for Bo McMillan, you know, of course, Bo Mac, which was amazing. I went to culinary school in New York City and worked at Restaurant Danielle, you know, under Danielle Balud. Did stages at Alinea, 11 Madison Park, you know, all those big restaurants up there. And then finally was drawn back to Arizona and went back to Bomac. I got it. Back to Bomac <laughs> part two. Love Sounds it. like the, the sequel to Bomac like comic, one. Comic book right there. Be a good one. <laughs> right. So I want to know though, those were all high pressure environments. And it doesn't seem like you had a lot of maybe life experience under your belt to deal with all of the pressure of, you know, even though it's just a stage. You want to look awesome if you're going to yeah. stage at a place like 11 Madison Park. Absolutely. And if you're working at Danielle, where do you think you got the skill set to be able to hang? Yeah, I mean, Sanctuary was a tough, a tough kitchen. You know, under Bomac over there, we did an insane amount of business. You know, we had a big kitchen, a big team, and that was push, push, push every single day. Bomac's an old school chef, which I love. And it was a, um, and I had guys and cooks around me that trained me kind of those old school methods. It was a super high pressure environment. And I think that really set me up, you know, being so young and kind of not just getting into the industry. And that was my first experience. So everything after that was kind of like, I got this. I know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm used to the pressure. I'm used to the high speed. I'm used to the, the shouting and yelling sometimes. And I just, that, that, that's what I love about, about our industry. <laughs> I guess the next question is, so when are you going to be on TV? I don't know. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. I would love to. <laughs> I see. If you could be on any food television show, what would it be and why? Oh, that one's a good one. My favorite one to watch is definitely Tournament of Champions. Boom. And I love you on there, of course. But that's the, one of the greatest cooking shows I think that's out right now. I'd love to go on Guy's Grocery Games. would love to do, do any of those amazing shows. You know, I'm here for the pressure and I love that intense environment. I think I kind of thrive under those, those fast paced competitions. Let's do it. Well, you seem like even at the age of 24, you were a very career minded man, but I would like to know what you do when you're not under intense pressure. When I'm not under intense pressure, of course, I'm a chef. I love to go out and go out and eat and drink and enjoy the, uh, the fruits of our labor. Of course, you know, I love to outdoorsy guy too. Love to drive up to Flagstaff here in Arizona and get some good scenery in. I want to have an amazing girlfriend at home that I love to spend time with. Wow. Perfect. Let's talk about the chefs that you've learned from. You, you've mentioned quite a big names. Could you mention a few and then something that you've learned from them? Yeah, of course. You know, Chef Silvana really taught me how to be present in a kitchen. I opened up a brand new restaurant with her. That was my first job ever, which was so cool to see the whole restaurant, you know, come to fruition um, and just really taught me how to be respectful in a kitchen. She got me involved in a, a program called the Careers Through Culinary Arts Program, CCAP, which where I actually won my scholarship to go to New York City. So I'm forever grateful for that and kind of, you know, walked me through that program. Chef Bomac, of course, I've learned life skills from, cooking skills from, anything you can imagine really kind of took me under his wing at a young age that I think really set off my career. And at Danielle, I trained under some of the most intense French chefs in that high-pressure kitchen and learned you know, amazing techniques, speed, kitchen brigade, and kind of all those old-school traditions that, that I just love. 
Yeah, yeah. I know all about it. <laughs> right? So what are you doing currently? Currently, I'm the, um, we just opened Kala Scottsdale about eight months ago. Um, so I'm the executive chef here, just building the team and getting ready for season. I see. And what is the season for you? The season is right now. So we, you know, summer kind of takes a dip in Arizona for a couple months, but we still had great business. So I think the kind of the idea of seasons are going away. I think it's busy all the time, which is awesome. And, you know, it gets a little hot here. So I know people sneak out. But right now, October, the weather's getting amazing. And I think we're going to be, uh, be off to the races. You know, we got a beautiful patio. So once that heat kind of breaks, we're full-blown season here in AZ. I like that. Now, if someone were to look at the dinner menu for Kala, what would you say is you on a plate? Which item? Ooh, that's a good one. You know, I love um, a couple of our signature items here at Kala. One is our lumake ala vodka. We make all our handmade pasta in-house which I just felt when opening this restaurant, we made pasta every day and tested water to semolina ratios and putting oil in the pasta and finally landed on a kind of a, you know, a golden recipe for us that we use for all our pastas in house that we make every morning. That's one of my favorites, simple, you know, classic vodka sauce, a little crispy pancetta on there and just amazing noodles. And it's just not, not a lot of components to the dish, but sometimes, you know, with me, simplicity is best. That's one of my favorite dishes on our menu and is one of our top sellers. Wow. Exciting. Well, I encourage anyone who's listening to uh, check out the menu and indeed the, the fruits of Chef McQuaid's labors. Yes, let's go. Indeed. Speaking of going, where are you going? What's next? And what do you want to see more of? I know that's a, a long question. Yeah. I mean, what's next for me? You know, we're, uh, you know, I'm excited to be a part of a growing restaurant group here that's, you know, call is a part of. So hopefully, you know, some more spaces are in the works and some more opportunities to do some different concepts. And really what I love, you know, being a part of this company is that Kala, we are a fun coastal Mediterranean restaurant. We call it coastal Mediterranean cuisine with flavors from France, Italy, Greece, Morocco, Spain. But the next concept we could go you know, do an Asian concept or do something completely different. So that's what I'm really, really excited about is just being able to get creative and, you know, not be, not be stuck to one cuisine necessarily, but be able to kind of expand my knowledge and, and experience new, new cuisines and, and what we want to do next. I love that. What do you think the industry needs and perhaps needs more of? Like, what do you want to see when you see restaurants opening? What do you want to see them up to? Because I hate to say this, man, but I'm kind of old comparatively. And, oh. y you know, y'all are the next generation. And so when, when I, uh, you know, if I ever make enough money to eat out again um, and not work <laughs> at my own restaurant, there you go. it's chefs like you who are going to be leading that charge. So talk about the future, you know, in a, in a big, broad perspective. Yeah. Future for restaurants. You know, I love, I, I come from a really, you know, high-end dining background, you know, with elements at the sanctuary with Bomac from Danielle to all those amazing restaurants in New York city. And I love that kind of white tablecloth dining, but I think this, this new era and new age of chefs and restaurants and diners might be kind of getting away from that here at Kala. We have a DJ most nights. We have fun music. We have cool architecture and lighting and just a very, visually appealing space. And I think that's equally as important as the food and the you know, beverage served. So I think a whole real kind of creating that 
that magical vibe when you walk through the door and you feel like you're on vacation here at Kala. That's what I love. And I think, you know, this industry really needs and that people crave for. You want to feel like you're going on an escape. And that has to be from everything from the food, the cocktails, the wine, to the lighting, to the decor, to the music. Um, So I think that's kind of where the dining realm is going. Also, too, here at Kala and other other spaces, I've been really focusing on like shareable food. I think when, when at least when I go out to eat as a chef and I have six people with me, I want to try half, if not the whole menu, and I'll just share stuff and take bites and try different flavors. And I think that might be also where kind of diners are going nowadays, rather than just everybody getting their own appetizer and entree. Yeah, yeah. I like that too, man. I, I think that the, the more communal food can be, the better. And I think that with the problems that our country has faced and is currently facing, yeah, I think more opportunities to literally break bread, to dig into the same thing, to experience a home style connection and, you know, to share, you know? Yeah. yeah. Food, food's a common language and brings people together and you can put 10 people around a table that know nothing about each other. And after the first course is served, I guarantee everybody's going to be having a good time. Yeah. I love that. That's what I love about food. In your career. And it sounds like you haven't really met a lot of resistance or bumps in the road, but uh, what has been the most challenging for you? And then I will also preface that you as a younger person, what has been the most challenging aspects of this field? Yeah. Most challenging aspects, you know, living in New York city, as I loved every minute of it was very tough, you know, high, high pace environment working at Danielle was an amazing experience, but that was a tough kitchen. And some, there were some days where you just had to, you know, kind of mentally push yourself getting through each day. And then in the end, it always paid off and it felt so rewarding, but in the moment, you know, it doesn't always feel like that. Sometimes it's tough. You got to grind for it. And of course, the pandemic we all went through and how scary that was with restaurants. And that was a real, like, like everybody, not just myself, a kind of a scary time for our industry, but it's just, you know, amazing now seeing it kind of come back to life bigger, better, and stronger than ever. Were you at all scared during the pandemic that, man, you might've screwed up royally, you know, and like, maybe you should have gone to college and been a, a, a COVID doctor or yeah, something. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Seriously. No, you know, I always just kind of stuck with it and it was hoping for the best. And, you know, thankfully we got out of it, but it was definitely a scary time, you know, for, for chefs and wanting to even, you know, having a dream of owning, you know, my own restaurant one day, that was a tough, you know, time to go through to be like, you know, maybe I'm not going to get this opportunity. Like who knows? But like I said, it's cool to, it's cool to see everybody getting back out there and really, um, giving our industry the credit it deserves and uh, getting back and, and dining. I like hearing that. If you had to say to anyone younger than yourself who was curious about getting into this biz, what pieces of advice and, and you know, even what would you tell older people? What would you tell anyone? Yeah, pieces of advice. I mean, you know, even now, which getting in this new position that I am opening this restaurant here with, with BOMAC, and you know, one of the newest things I took from him is he. We were talking about numbers the other day, right? Going over food costs, labor costs, all that kind of stuff that you have to think about to obviously run a profitable and successful restaurant. But he said, never give up on the cooking and what you're passionate about. He was like, don't let the numbers, the business, the management take away from being in a kitchen and putting your heart into your food. 
And that's one thing that's really, he's instilled in me. And I preach there on my team and always, you know, give people the advice, older, younger, no matter where your career takes you, however much stressful it gets, when you gotta put your head down and grind through it. If you're stressed about meeting your payroll the next week or whatever the situation is, never get away from your passion and love for food and cooking. Thank you for listening to Resto Talk, a podcast brought to you by Touch Bistro. I'm Justin Warner. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts, and we'll catch you on the next one. Callis Scottsdale is located at 7501 East Camelback Road in Scottsdale, Arizona. For more information, visit their website at callisscottsdale.com.